0: Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Counter. I'm Keith Hancock, alongside with my partner and longtime hospitality industry pal, Christine DeVita.
1: And welcome to another episode of Behind the Counter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Glad to be here. Keith, how was your week?
0: My week's going good. The month's starting off good. I just got back from vacation, good Fourth of July time, fireworks, you know, all that good stuff. But I got to tell you, I got to dine in a, in a couple of restaurants and no matter where you, I was down in Delaware and no matter where you go, it's just the same problem seem to be hitting you from supply chain issues to labor things to people sitting home, you know, they're collecting the extra unemployment and, and we just can't find the people. And, you know, that's kind of a little bit what's been on my mind. And I'm sure you've been feeling it and talking to some people yourself.
1: I mean, absolutely. With our clients, it's just it's the same story. We can't find hourly employees to, you know, help run our business and supply chain pricing and shortages are becoming a huge issue right now.
0: Yeah. And then labor, you know, you and I, we stay on the pulse of things. We see phenomenal management positions out there, positions that in 2019 people would have given blood for. And now they can't be filled. I I see well into the six figure roles well above the industry average for that role and I see these slots open for months and months at a time. I never thought I'd see the day where this was gonna happen with what we do. Especially in such a very a transient and turnover type industry. But we're building back. And you know, I gotta tell you, as in regards to how how we're building back, it's driving me a little crazy. I think last year at this time and you know you might agree or disagree, although it was or 2020 at this time, whatever, it was a lot easier than it is now, because at least we were kind of in that COVID groove. You know, we shut everything down. We transformed. We were we were a learning process. But we the problem was we had too many people and now we don't have enough people.
1: You know, the, the whole labor piece really bothers me because we're at a point in this industry where we're trying to rebuild right now or in the process of rebuilding. And a key component to any one of these establishments is having a great core group of individuals whether it's hourly employees or assistant managers or management. And it's just so hard to fill, you know, certain positions. Luckily for us, with our recruiting efforts, we've been filling positions rather quickly, which is great because we have an amazing group of candidates that have come in. But I hear the same story over and over and over again with our clients is that they need hourly employees. They can't find hourly employees. You know, they're short-staffed in the front of the house. They're short-staffed in the back of the house. It's pretty frustrating on my end, one, because unemployment's ending or the enhanced unemployment or the pandemic unemployment is ending in September, I believe, for New York. And there's going to be a huge hiring surge for these hourly employees. And what I say now to hourly employees, if I encounter anybody or if I help one of our clients recruit, is that if you guys don't start looking now, you're going to come up short in September. Because once September hits and the week comes when New York State stops that extra unemployment, it's going to be, you know, Penn Station. I'm going to use Penn Station as a kind of like an analogy. You know when they call the train and you have a herd of people running to those stairs? That's exactly what September is going to be like.
0: Yeah, but I think it's going to be some of the worst people you're going to want to hire. What do you think?
1: (laughs) I agree. I mean, let's just, you know. (laughs) That was amazing. I didn't say it. I was thinking it.
0: (laughs) I I mean, good people are are
1: working right now. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) You know what? I agree because those who don't want to. And here I go on my on my unemployment tangent. All right. For like two seconds. Those are the you know, these are the people that aren't that that don't want to sit home and just collect money from sitting home and play the system. And that's what irks me about this whole situation is that the government is basically giving everybody a cushion not to go back to work. But then on the flip side. The government is saying, OK, we're open. Executive orders have ended. You know, go ahead, go go amongst your business. Rebuild your business. You know, let's try to, you know, move forward from this, which I think this industry is doing rather well. And on the back end, you're still funneling money to hourly employees or whoever's on unemployment. It's not just hourly employees. It's, you know, people of, of, of all different industry types and, and, and salary sets they just want to sit home and they want to they want to play on the you know on the handout as i call it and i think it's absolutely ridiculous at this point just go back to work
0: yeah you know you you know me i can i'm definitely number one don't love getting too political but i'm also bi-political sometimes you know i, I try to i can see left ways i can see right ways you know and sometimes we agree you and i and sometimes we don't but that's part of our great dynamic that we have but i will tell you this I think that what we're doing now for the current build back phase just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand a a lot of what's happening out there with the need to get to get this country and to get things back moving, especially in the industries that have been hurt the most. We're making that workforce stay home when it's unnecessary at this point. You know, we're looking at the the vaccination numbers and the numbers of covid going down and uh, you know, every, everything that I see out there, we're on, we're on, we are on the path to building back, you know, but we're, we're building back with, as far as I'm concerned, rubber bands and chewing gum right now.
1: We are, we absolutely are. And, and, and another point to this is, and we'll get to this later in the, in the podcast is the whole distribution piece, vendors, purveyors, that is, that's hurting the industry right now. And I see it all over the place with our clients. But to get back to the whole, you know, hiring piece with hourly employees, my message to everybody out there is, is start looking now and start interviewing right, and get yourselves back to work. Because come September, when all the slots are filled and everybody's staffed and you're sitting there at home, twiddling your thumbs going, why can't I get a job? This is the very reason why you're not going to be able to get a job is because you're not starting now.
0: Right. And maybe it's just a little, you know, curve of me to say, oh, the worst people are going to be coming in September. But reality is that is what we see. And it's not that people aren't applying for jobs. They are the smart people, the people that are a little bit more big picture thinking in the way that their life goes, because I kind of take this staffing moment as like the stock exchange mid-March 2020. You know, that was the time to buy every stock. It's very rare that you're going to have this stock as low as it was And I believed back then that it was almost a guarantee to buy low at that time and we were going to come back. I was never a believer that, you know, COVID was going to change the world forever. So anybody smart bought money, bought stock back then. Right now, anybody who is a career minded person and is smart is getting up off the couch and they are looking for jobs because of how plentiful it is. And they might have the pick of those roles that they want, that they've always wanted, that maybe couldn't get because in 2019 you know, there was so much more talent going for jobs.
1: I agree. And you know what else is that they need to understand is that companies or restaurants are hiring people at ridiculous rates right now just to get people into work. So if you're eager enough and you want to get off the couch, go now. Because come September, that's pretty much going to go away.
0: Now is the time. And you'll never have a moment like this.
1: While we're recruiting for our clients i'm seeing salaries that would be in the norm below six figures yeah our clients are offering six figures for people to get back to work just to go to work
0: yeah i can't believe it
1: you know and you have states out there which for me is just mind-boggling is that states are now giving out incentives for people to go back to work and to be honest i think that's absolutely ridiculous just go back to work you should have been back to work last year mid-year towards the end of last year. Now, I can understand the beginning of the year because everybody was trying to navigate how they were going to do business during COVID and with the dining room shutting down and everything going straight to delivery and to go. I understand the diminishing workforce, right? Because I was a part of it. But towards the middle or the end of last year, everybody should have gone back to work.
0: I also, you know, never believed that this, I think Zoom's going to stick around and COVID, you know, certainly carved its piece out and it's certainly made things convenient. But even staying home and the, and the no office thing and all of that stuff, I, I don't believe that it's going to stay that way. I see it with at home with my wife six months ago. That's how it seemed like, oh, it's going to be work from home forever. She's back in the office four days a week now.
1: I think that's great. And I don't think anybody should be working from home. I think you should get up, get on the train and go to work. And if you don't, if you choose and if there's an option within your company to stay home and work remotely, then you should get a salary cut. Yeah,
0: I mean, dependent on the role or whatever, you know, some roles are remote. There's a lot of mechanics behind having to make an exact comment, but I see where you're coming from with that on that point for sure. I guess I'm old school, maybe. So, you know, the generation coming up, it is more remote and it's stuff like that. But I do believe that things need to be done in person and on a face to face type atmosphere for the most part. You know, there's times we do a lot of Zoom calls and Zoom things, but we could never Zoom a consulting gig.
1: No, you can't. I mean, last year we could have navigated it and figured it out. Now, absolutely not. I was reading in CNN business, not my choice of news providers, but the CEO of Morgan Stanley, James Gorman. Yeah, I know who he is. Says, if you can go to a restaurant in New York City, you can come into the office and we want you in the office. He makes all the sense in the world by Labor Day. He said he'll be very disappointed if people haven't found their way into the office and then we'll have a different kind of conversation. Now, this is my type of guy adding that workers can't expect to get their New York salaries if they continue to work remotely. If you want to get paid New York rates, you work in New York. None of this. I'm in Colorado and getting paid like I'm sitting in a New York City office. That doesn't work for him. And you know what? He's one thousand percent correct.
0: Well, that has never worked. You know, and and that's a, that's a norm that they might want to change the narrative to. But when have you ever been able to work in someplace else and make a New York salary? I joke with my wife all the time. We we went to Delaware during vacation. I think I say it every time we go because we like it down there. You know, down in the beach area. We love beach areas and all that stuff. I said, God, let's try to pick up our New York salaries and move down here. We'll we'll be we'll be living large. We'll be driving around in a Benz. I'm sorry, a Rolls Royce. But it's like that's not going to happen because you don't make New York city prices. If you work in Delaware, it's just the way that it goes. It's the demographics. So, you know, I can certainly agree with what he has to say there.
1: And, And I think it was very smart of him to say that I haven't really seen any other CEO of any major company, you know, make a statement like that. And, you know, cheers to him for stepping up and making a blanket statement to everybody in his company. Um, I also appreciate the fact that he didn't, um, he didn't point it, towards one work group in a certain area um it's not just new york city it's this entire company so you know i agree a thousand percent if you want to get paid your salary is what you got hired for um get on the train go back to buying your monthly and get back into work
0: now the other piece that i do look at you know to be fair is that there well now the summer's here so summer's the summer but you know there's the aspect of the schools not open. And sometimes single parents need to be home. And I don't, you know, it's the problem with some of this stuff is it's always a case by case basis. You know what I mean? So you have the people who, you know, might be trying to stay home just to collect as much money as they can before they go back to work. And then there are the people that you got to think about that need certain assistances for different reasons. Or there are people with with, you know, a health problem that could die if they get COVID. I'll tell you right now. I mean, like me, because I'm fortunate enough, I don't have asthma, I don't have, you know, a lot of the ailments that COVID or the yeah, Delta variant, the, all these the, things.
1: The underlying medical conditions. Yeah, that...
0: Aside from probably needing to drop a couple pounds, that's about it. But I never even, I never even get sick. I've never had the flu that I can recall in my entire life. So I'm going to go out there and I'm, and I'm vaccinated. So I'm not going to wear a mask. Now, if I was on the opposite side of the spectrum, if I had an organ transplant, or, God forbid, cancer asthma or whatever i'd be double masking still i don't blame those people for doing that you know you're nothing without your health
1: oh absolutely but that's to the that that is the individual's choice right and to go back to what you said in the beginning about i think you touched on childcare. what makes now different than 2019 when now the schools are open okay it's summertime obviously parents had a plan in place in 2019 before the pandemic in the summer, when the kids were out of school, put that same plan into place.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a point there, for sure.
1: You know, schools are open.
0: I was thinking more along the lines of regular school year. Because there's, there's times there, you know, whatever the plan was, whatever parents do, I don't know. I don't have any kids or how, how they work it out. But, you know, I do know that. I do know during the school year, and yeah, during the summertime, you're right. They plan it out with summer camp or whatever it is that they do. That have their kids watched in the summer. They do have a plan in place. Yeah, but I was speaking more to like in this past school year that that has passed.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's totally an exception because, you know, schools were open, then they were closed. Then they were half remote, half, you know, in school. And it was very confusing and it was very hard to juggle for parents. I mean, I have two little nieces. I saw, you know, what my sister and my brother-in-law had to go through with, you know, being remote all the time, then going back to school two days of the week so they could slowly introduce them back into the school day and then them going back full-time. But now there's, there's no excuses. Figure it out, like, just put the same plan into place that you did in 2019. And the point of all of this is not to be combative or say, you know, you need to do A, B, C, and D, but the pandemic is coming to an end, as far as I'm concerned. Everything needs to go back to normal. Businesses need to function. Families need to function. People need to start making money. People need to go back to work. And that's the end result. Go back to work.
0: Or buy a lottery ticket. and <laughs> Maybe it. that'll work for you. That's the only other option. That's what I tell people all the time.
1: So the next thing I, I, I want to touch on is the vendor and distribution scenario out there.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of supply chain issues for various reasons. It kind of all boils down to the labor force again. But it's it's crazy. You know, I speak to people out there. In the industry now that still are only either they're opening, they close two days a week because of food supply issues. So they just worked into their business model right now that they only open maybe 12 to 7, you know, for five days a week. I was speaking to someone yesterday who lives on the Upper West Side. He goes to this place for coffee every day or something at 9 o'clock. Every morning he's there. He went there the other morning and there was a sign open 12 to 7 for temporary hours because they don't have the labor, they don't have the food, and blah, blah, blah. Those things are crazy to be too. You know, I have I, I talk to chefs and stuff, and I'm sure you have people come in, and, and they're at work waiting for their food delivery, and then their purveyor calls them and says, I'm just not coming in today. Uh, All right, we're, we're just not bringing the food today. We just don't have somebody. And they'll literally say to them, you're welcome to come to our warehouse and pick it up, if you like.
1: It's like... <laughs> It's like Restaurant Depot. Rest, restaurant, Depot at, uh-huh,
0: restaurant Depot at one of, you know, Maine's Paper, Food, Reinhardt, PFG, all of them.
1: You know, what I've seen is a, a crazy increase in pricing. You know, never mind this ridiculous gas situation, which now I'm paying three sixty nine a gallon to fill up my BMW, which is horrible, okay? Now I'm seeing a crazy increase in prices with packaging. Yeah. Chicken. So let me give you an example. So a client of ours has chicken wings on their menu, right? So from their vendor, they order, you know, case of chicken wings, Big C's chicken wings. They're great wings. Love them, right? So
0: I've seen the pictures. I've yet to have them.
1: They're amazing. Oh, and if you guys want to eat wings, wear gloves. It is the best way to eat wings because (laughs) you bypass your hands getting filled with wing sauce. It's amazing. But anyway, back on track. So Wings originally were $32 a case, 10 pounds, right? Five pound, two five pound bags. Client orders, again, another round of Wings. He gets the invoice. Are you ready?
0: Yep, I'm ready.
1: $83 a case.
0: Oh my God. I've never paid that.
1: I was like, he calls me up. He goes, why is there a $50 jump in Wings? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm holding two invoices in front of me. And he goes, two weeks ago, they were 30 something dollars. He goes, and now they're 80 something dollars a case. He goes and chicken, chicken breast, chicken cutlets, or, or, you know, chicken breast off the bone. I think it was like 249, 269. He's Uh paying close to $4 a pound now. Wow. And he goes, I'm just going to go to Restaurant Depot. I said, good luck, because I'm sure Restaurant Depot is just as expensive. Sure enough, Absolutely. Restaurant Depot has the same pricing. Sometimes at Restaurant Depot, you could find a good deal. You know what I'm saying? If you, yeah, if you, you, you can. If, if you look really well, but it's not, always, it's not always cheaper than, you know, whether it's, I don't know, Cisco or whoever you're using. But yeah, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. I said, it's enough. That gas has gone up. Now chicken has gone up. And even packaging paper goods, anywhere from 10 to 15, almost 20 percent, it's gone up.
0: The way people package food due to covid has probably helped increase paper goods, because I've noticed when I get takeout, you know, packaging certainly got enhanced through this process.
1: Oh, without a doubt.
0: So that's obviously going to raise the prices. Personally, me having a little OCD, I kind of don't mind it, to be honest with you. When I use Grubhub and things like that, because, as you know, dealing with third-party purveyors, there was issues there with the way the food was being handled. And I think it helps protect the brand. Although it's going to increase the prices of packaging, it does help protect the brand. Because at the end of the day, if you buy Boston Market from Grubhub and Grubhub screws up, in the guest mind, Boston Market screwed up. So as as a business, I'd want to do anything I can to deliver the best
1: product so they so i was reading an article the other day right again cnn i don't know why i keep going back to cnn but global food prices rose for the 12th month in a row in may up nearly 40 percent year over year okay that was in the united uh, that was the united nations food price index last month was also the sharpest monthly rise in average food prices in over a decade spiking 4.8 percent from april to may Now, obviously it's not too current but you know, you're a couple of months off. But what that does to food cost is crazy. So now as an owner and operator, what do you do? You got to raise your prices.
0: You got to raise your prices, right? There's only one way to make money. That's food and labor. Everything else is just going to bleed money in what we do.
1: But then look at the flip side of that, right? So now as a business owner, you need to go ahead and raise your prices. How does that now translate into foot traffic? My thing is, is that I'm a creature of habit when I go out to dinner or when I go out to, you know, grab and go or whatever. I personally don't look at pricing. I'm just like, give me A, B, C or D and I walk away. But you have those people out there, right? Who look at pricing. And I can tell you this. I mean, we had a a client of ours open up a pizzeria. Okay. So he went from the previous owner's dollar slices to, more of we jacked up his prices to 260 a slice which is the norm okay and uh raised the price of a pie from i think it was eight or nine dollars the previous guy was selling in for up to like a 14 or 16 dollars $16 a pie which is normal it's, it's the average in long island you know based what, what his competition is okay yeah so now, okay, he's another one that, that, that sells chicken wings and obviously has chicken breast on, on his menu and the packaging cost for pizzerias you know, is, is kind of crazy with all the different sizes, boxes and containers and stuff. So now he's pretty much sitting here going, okay, so now if I'm paying $80 or $90 for a case of chicken, you know, a case of chicken wings, and I sell a dozen wings at $9.95, he goes, I'm, not, I'm losing money. Yeah, you are, you're losing money. So... His mindset is jack up the price to $17. I think it was either 15, 12 or 15 or $17 for a dozen. I'm like, you could do whatever you want. You're the owner. But now as a customer, you're walking in. How do you sit there and turn around and tell the customer, sorry, almost doubled the price on a dozen wings, and they're going to turn around and walk away or go, why did you do that? And they don't want to hear on the back end that a case of wings is pretty much almost doubled in price. So as a business owner... I guess my, I know how to handle it. You, you know how to handle it. How are business owners handling this or navigating it when they do have to raise their pricing, you know, as as steeply as some have?
0: So, you know, that, that's basically what you got to do incrementally do it and kind of slowly bring those dollars back down to the bottom line. Uh, it's not that be thankful that you're in business type mentality that I also see sometimes right now, you know, from municipalities. There was a lot of that, too, during COVID. You know, you, you should be thankful that I'm letting you even do this. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. So like that. Those that, days that, are over. Yeah, those days are over. You know, you got to do what you got to do to make money. But, and we, we got to pay for certain things. One thing that I thought, what are your thoughts on this? I was just kind of going through my head as you were talking. Let's say you're like me or you. And it's funny we don't look at prices. It made me think back real quick to when we used to work together going out to dinner a couple times. I'm pretty sure we got some checks in restaurants that almost made us fall out of the table because we both do that where we don't look at the price thing. I know, right? <laughs> I can kind of remember us getting the bill and being like with like 5 of us and being like holy <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like who's uh, paying for this one?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's good thing I got paid. It's Friday. I don't need any money till next week. But anyway, would people be willing to pay for, like, you go to a gas station, you get regular you get super? Would you be willing to pay for, I'll take standard packaging or I'd like enhanced packaging on my delivery?
1: I don't think and they you, have a choice pay. because gas prices, you don't have a choice. It's either you buy the gas or you have no gas and you can't get around, right?
0: Well, no, I was saying the difference between buying, you know, regular or premium. What are you going to put in your car? You know, do you do kind of like a regular or premium packaging for the for the paper goods, you know, so it's not as good if I just take the throw it in a bag or I want you to pay because I want you to individually wrap my food.
1: I don't I don't even think there should be a choice. I think it should be whatever the restaurant could afford. The the enhanced packaging is over and done with. You know what I'm saying? We had to do it last year because that was the whatever type of directive came from the Department of Health that the package has to be sealed with a piece of tape and it can't be broken. And if it is, the customers got called because of COVID. We don't know if COVID can go through the bag itself. Like everybody was up in the air, right? So now it's like everybody's, I think think a lot of it is like they've rebranded their packaging to, you know, to deal with the whole thing with COVID. So now they're stuck with all this crazy, awesome packaging, okay? And now they're stuck paying for it. Go back to the old packaging.
0: I feel like that might be something that changed as far as the guest expectation, though, unfortunately. I could be wrong, but that's 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 just what I'm hearing and seeing personally. Um, people are just that they, they, th- certain things do become the norm. And I think people are going to want that enhanced packaging.
1: I personally don't look at my packaging. I just rip it open, throw it in a plate and eat it. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, like, I'm not sitting there. I mean, OK, no, I'm lying. I will sit there and look at the packaging because this is what we do for a living. Like, what is this guy using? What is that guy using? But at the end of the day, it's not a it's not a final decision on where I'm going to order because of their packaging. You know, I'm a firm believer of do what's what's more, you know, do what's going to work for your restaurant in your and your pocket.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think it might boil down to and it kind of does. Maybe I'm more into it a little bit, but if I well, I don't really ever eat McDonald's, but like if I got McDonald's and I got it delivered, I wouldn't expect much to be quite honest with you. But I will say, you know, there's this really nice Italian restaurant that we that actually does deliver sometimes. Right. And their packaging is what I expect. It's nicer containers okay. with with sil- with like thick napkins. They're not like, you know, BS napkins that are going to break apart and like nice silverware or, right. you know, like stuff like that stuff you can almost put in the dishwasher, but you still want it. I guess that's kind of my expectation. I was just curious your thoughts on that as to like basically what the industry norm is going to be and where it's going to be headed.
1: I think the industry norm is going to stay at the enhanced packaging, to be honest. And I think it's, even, it's going to grow from there because the industry has, has come such a long way in a short period of time um, that uh, the packaging is just another piece to it. Yeah. And I think it's just going to, it's, it's going to evolve as the industry continues to evolve.
0: Yeah. Maybe i got to go into marketing and packaging, and things like that.
1: Well, I'm glad, you said <laughs> that. I'm glad you said that. Because we are launching our marketing and web design company in the next, what, 60 days?
0: Yeah, I think less than that, I think, now.
1: I think so, yeah, because we're waiting to hear from the lawyers. But that's pretty exciting for us.
0: Uh-huh. So if people are interested, they could reach out to us now to start to, get, uh, to start to hear a little bit about what we can do for them in regards to those things. I think especially private places who don't necessarily have the corporate offices to help them navigate through that could certainly use our help in those points.
1: Well, I did some research, I guess, really quickly to talk about why we're starting up a marketing and web design company okay, or adding it under our Davida and Hancock umbrella is because, you know, doing some research and talking to businesses around, you know, where I live out, out in New York, businesses are getting hammered with these crazy marketing costs. Yeah. And I am a firm believer that print marketing, what I call it, is done and over with. Oh, it's it doesn't over. exist anymore. You know, the penny saver needs to call it a day. They need to get with the Times or All Island Media, whatever it's called out here, and they need to go pure 110% digital. 100%. And I think that's where people are missing the boat, is if you haven't gone fully 100 and, 100% digital, you're you're missing out and you're spending money where you don't need to spend money. And that's where we come in, because not only are our costs a fraction of what you're going to pay now, we have an amazing group of people to help us push this forward and to give businesses the tools that they need to evolve.
0: It's actually, I, I think, we'll be able to really help. People are going to see a return on their investment with us is what I'm trying to say when they come out to us, because we're going to really be able to put a good package together for them, for their packaging. No pun on that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but we're excited for this and, you know, we're, we're already helping people out doing that anyway. In fact, you know, Christine, to that point, that's a lot of what we kind of did pro bono work during the pandemic. Yes. A lot of, uh, for a lot for clients. Did. And so, I will
1: say that talking to a lot of different companies that do what we do, mm-hmm. nobody really stepped up and I'm not going to, I'm not saying this for any other reason, but just to, you know. Talk about the topic. Nobody really did what we did in 2020 uh, that donated their services to, you know, the areas that we both lived in to make sure that these businesses got the support and guidance that they needed throughout COVID. So I think kudos to us. We deserve a little credit for that. And I think that's what (laughs) pretty much had catapulted us this year in 2021 with a bunch of affiliate partners jumping on board. And um, I, I think we're doing great. And this wave that we're riding is absolutely amazing. And it's, it's, it's wonderful to, to have a podcast out right now to launch another division of our company. So uh, we're doing well.
0: Yeah, we are very humble here at David and Hancock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Especially me. No, we are.
0: <laughs> we are. At the end of the day, we're, we're passionate. There's, listen, there's a lot of – there is some – great people in this industry you know there are great leaders great operators great other consultants out there i never want to say you know we do it best because to me that's the day we start to go out of business
1: i think what we realize amongst the masses is that there's always something to learn and we're open to learning and developing new skills and 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 new ideas for our company so I'm never going to say that we do it perfectly because sometimes we don't and sometimes we do, but it's for us being founders of a company, every day is a learning process. And that's what I like about it. And we learn, you know, not from the people who do what we do, but from our clients. Right. And I think that is the biggest takeaway of of owning our own company right now is that, you know, yes, we teach our clients and our clients learn from us, but we also learn from our clients. Absolutely. And And I think that is, that's pretty amazing. You know to have that um opportunity to talk to you know to to develop relationships with different types of you know industry leaders or small business owners because it, it helps us grow as individuals and also as a company
0: all right christine i'd say that was a, another good podcast how about you
1: i think that's great i'm excited to record another and just so everybody knows this podcast is brought to you by david and hancock hospitality group We are a recruiting and consulting firm, launching a marketing and web design company in the next couple of weeks. So if anybody has any recruiting or consulting needs, web design and marketing, please reach out to us. Come and visit our website at www.dhhospitalitygroup.com or shoot us an email at connect, C-O-N-N-E-C-T, at dhhospitalitygroup.com. We would love to hear from you. We'd also love to hear if you guys have any suggestions on what you would like Keith and I to put on topics for the podcast and also watch out for our live podcast on LinkedIn and Facebook coming soon.
0: Yes. All right. It was a pleasure. Have a good day, guys.
1: Everybody have a great week. See you next time. Bye.